Welcome to the Journal of Adolescent and Adult Literacy podcast. The Journal of Adolescent and Adult Literacy highlights innovative, peer-reviewed research-based practices aimed at improving engagement and achievement among literacy learners ages 12 and older. On this podcast, we discuss articles written in the journal and their implications for teachers, scholars, and other literacy experts. Hi, my name is Matthew Sroke. I'm a former high school English teacher, current clinical assistant professor of literacy education at Mercer University. I'm also an associate editor of the Journal of Adolescent Adult Literacy. Today, I'm excited to share with you an interview with Dr. Erica Bass. Erica Bass is an assistant professor of English education at the University of Northern Iowa. Her research focuses on writing instruction, rural education, and teacher preparation. Often those areas converge. She's currently working on a book manuscript on critically placed writing with rural high school students conducting rural-focused book studies with secondary English teachers in her state and writing feedback partnership to help pre-service teachers engage in providing writing feedback to high school students. She's also a member of the Whipperpool Award Committee for Rural Young Adult Novels and serves as the academic advisor for the English teaching program at UNI. In her free time, she enjoys taking her dogs for walks and playing slow pitch softball. Today we discuss her article. We're discussing her article though. I'm just reading her bio now and I'm thinking, I missed an opportunity to talk to her about slow pitch softball because I too am a fan of slow pitch softball. Missed opportunities right there. But today our discussion focuses on uh, her article titled Using University School Partnerships to Facilitate Pre-Service Teachers Reading and Responding to Student Writing. So in this podcast, we explore what does effective feedback on writing look like? How do we prepare others to give feedback in a way that is useful for the, for, for the student's writing and also values our own time? And I think for me, this is, I really enjoyed this conversation because as someone who often has in the past dealt with giving feedback to students and at times not knowing what to write, especially in my early days, not knowing how much feedback to give or what feedback to write on the writing. And now as someone who works with pre-service teachers, and I know pre-service teachers are filled with kind of uncertainty with how to give feedback on student writing. I think this podcast addresses those very issues. So with that said, here is my conversation with Dr. Erica Bass. Dr. Erica Bass, thank you for joining me on the Journal of Adolescent and Adult Literacy podcast. Erica, let's start here. Can you talk to me a little bit about your background and how you got interested in this work around uh, uh, writing feedback? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I am a former f- former high school teacher. So when I remember when I was teaching high school, um, giving feedback was kind of something that I always really struggled with um, because I couldn't really find the balance between like over correcting grammar and how do I contextualize that grammar instruction, but also not overwhelm the student with too much feedback, right? There's so many things you have to balance with, with feedback. Um, And it wasn't really until I got into grad school that I started to really kind of dig a little bit more deep, deeper into the um, into the research on um, giving feedback and writing instruction. I'm like, man, this is a really powerful um, way to motivate writers and to get them to kind of grow and encourage their writing growth as opposed to, you know, kind of knocking them down and making them feel like they can't do it. And so, you know, writing instruction has kind of always been something I've been interested in. Um, And so when I got the chance to kind of work with pre-service teachers, I'm like, how can I get them to work with real authentic writers, right? Real students who are working or doing actual writing in real time, um, working on real high school assignments, right? Um, 
And so, you know, all of this kind of really stems from, from my experience as, as a teacher, because I know it was something that I really struggled with. Um, and, and that's something that I don't want my pre-service teachers to feel unprepared for when they go out into the field. Um, so it was really nice to, um, to really figure out a way to bring that in and, and, and have that opportunity to give them some authentic writing to, to work with. Yeah, feedback. And I, I completely relate, relate. I'm a former high school English teacher as well. So we're on the same page there. And I remember my first year teaching, like it was yesterday, my first essay that people turned in. I remember thinking like, what am I supposed to do now <laughs> with these essays? And like, do I just use a rubric and give them numbers? What fee- And I, and we tend to do, I think, what we experienced in the past and, and much of my experience from my teachers in high school. And I don't, I don't know if your experience was similar, but like, I distinctly remember like my teacher highlighting all the to be verbs and then correcting the grammar and then making some sort of general overall comment at the end. And that was kind of it. And so I remember thinking, OK, <laughs> do I just correct? Like I find some things they did wrong. And then I make some kind of general comment at, at the end. And but that's that that didn't feel that didn't feel kind of very effective. Uh, and so I, I I think we from a teacher educator point of view, um, as I'm now in that role, and I agree with you that kind of thinking about, OK, how do we prepare teachers for giving feedback? Um, because I don't know if your experience was like mine, where it was kind of just figured out on your own how to give feedback and you kind of did what your other teachers did to you. And I'm not sure if that was always the most effective way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what my experience was. You know, I, I kind of walked in and, you know, I was having my students kind of write journals every day um, and it was free writing. And for some reason I felt like, man, the only thing I can do is correct their grammar on impromptu free writing. And that's really disingenuous to the concept of free writing mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and I found my, and it was like, because that's all my, my, high school teachers did even even in college when I was going through my pre-service teacher program like that's all the feedback I ever really got was you know um you know maybe some of those old editing you know symbols that people would use um Uh the shorthand do you know what I'm talking about yeah Yeah. yeah. um and and then you'd have to learn what those are and then that was kind of all the feedback you got and that's kind of all I knew um, and we talk a lot about that a lot in our teaching of writing class um, that we do this partnership with. And um, and that's the way students approach it, too, is our, our pre-service teachers still approach it with that mentality. And that's they always say, like, well, I look at the feedback I've been given and I figure out how I can do that for somebody else. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I like the idea of and I want to get back to more like what does really effective feedback look like? But I, I do like the idea also of providing opportunities for authentic feedback, working with other students. And I know not only is this a point of concern for, and I think this is not, I mean, we're English teachers, but I think all teachers across the board, right, have to deal with writing and giving feedback for for, for writing. It's not just an English thing. Um, but I teach an assessments course, and we talk about giving feedback to writing in that assessments course. And for every single student, it's the most thing, it's the thing that fills them with the most kind of uncertainty is they don't know what to do or they don't know what to say <laughs> on, these, <laughs> on these pieces of writing. So um, I love the idea that you're, you partnered with um, a high school teacher to give kind of real authentic opportunities um, for that feedback. 
So can, can you talk to me a little bit about how that partnership was formed and, and what is it like working with a high school English teacher and their students? Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, this actually started, um, I think it was the spring of 2021. No, the fall of 2020. That's when it started. So it was, we just came back um, from virtual everything and we were doing, you know, social distance classrooms, hybrid kind of thing. And um, Francis, a teacher that I'm that I'm working with locally here, is uh, she reached out to me because we knew each other just because I work at the local university. We send a lot of teachers to their this local schools for you know their pre-service field experiences and all of that, and and we're involved in you know local organizations. And she reached out to me and she said, you know. Uh, I have this online class um, and I want them to have an opportunity to get as much interaction with their writing as they would in a face-to-face -face classroom. Um, but that's hard to structure right now for these virtual students. Would you be willing to partner with me to have your students kind of form these groups and they would be like a writing group and there would be one pre-service teacher and like a few high school students and 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 they would just kind of exchange writing and we would talk about the feedback and how to you know adjust what they've done or maybe they can dial back um some of the grammatical stuff and amp up a little bit more of the the encouraging to add more explanation or detail or something like that um and and so it really kind of started with with that um and then the first year kind of went really well the students really responded to it in the in in our um teaching of writing class um they really enjoyed having that authenticity right having that real student because prior to this we had just been taking like um i had been using old student work mm -hmm. that's been yeah. de-identified that had names taken off of it or maybe like examples that i've pulled off of various websites right um and we would practice giving feedback that way um but they always complained about there's no student like i don't know who's writing this i don't know what they need because i don't know them right and so we yeah. would try to make up this hypothetical scenario <laughs> and try to like create this like classroom scenario where the student is struggling with these various things, but it never really felt real, authentic. It never really mm -hmm. felt like it was something that was useful or practical for them. And so when we had this opportunity, they just jumped onto it. Um, and, and so that partnership kind of started there, but then it's kind of evolved from there because um, you know, the first iteration, they worked with multiple students, but now it's just kind of a one-on-one -on -one partnership. Mm -hmm. So it's a more one-to-one -one kind of experience with the, um, with our pre-service teacher and the high school student. Um, we, we kind of are trying to, because we're still doing it in a virtual manner, um, we're trying to find ways to kind of build relationships and so we felt like giving them that one-on-one -on -one experience was a way to help them kind of get to know each other a little bit better and maybe have a little bit more of an opportunity to converse through that comment feature on Google Docs um, because it wasn't overwhelming to have so many students um, or so many people commenting on your paper, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, oh, there's there's so much good stuff there. Um, so the, the first thing is I want to say I, I appreciate that the students kind of picked up on the fact that when they weren't working with an actual student, which is a kind of generic text, there was something missing there. I appreciate that because 
I think sometimes when you think of feedback, we try to make it maybe objective as possible, get a, get a, get a rubric in there. But the reality of it, the reality of it is, as your students kind of uh, intuitively picked up, is that writing feedback is very personal to the writer. Um, it's a personal experience for the writer, right? Because I think we hold our writing dear, and to hear have feedback on it yeah. can be, you know, we're a little bit vulnerable there when we when we receive feedback. Um, so it's personal for for the writer, and for the person giving the feedback. Um, it's personal because it's reflecting their work in the course, right? Like this is not an isolated assignment. This is reflecting kind of the ongoing teaching of that student. And so props for your students to, to pick up on kind of the personal nature of feedback. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to mention about the online thing is interesting too. I just got finished teaching an asynchronous course. It's my first time ever teaching this, an asynchronous online course where we didn't have any official meetings. Um, and for me, the feedback became even more important because there was not that in-class connection. Um, and so I want, I guess my question to comment on this, uh, in those online spaces, um, how, how is feedback kind of, how does that become even more important in kind of these online spaces that you're working with when maybe you don't have the same face-to-face -face interaction? And maybe what are some challenges with that when you're, because you're, I assume your students aren't seeing these kids face-to-face, -face, right, all the time? Yeah, correct. Correct. They're, they have no face to face meetings. Um, and we've done some like video recordings where they would do like intro videos where they would record themselves so they could at least see oh, who yeah. they're writing to. Right. Um, um, but that is actually one of the things we're trying to build into the project now, because that's the feedback we've gotten is they actually want that face to face connection. Right. Mm -hmm. They want to actually sit down and, and have a conversation with the writer. Um, you know, because to your to your question is, you know, that that online space. Right. Um, there's a lot that sometimes you have to kind of. Uh, maybe be a little bit more detailed in the feedback that you give because mm -hmm. you don't have the opportunities to give or have that conversation or to meet one on one to talk through that. Um, and I've noticed that, too, in what the students are providing in the feedback that usually in the first couple of comments that they make. Um, they'll be really kind of um, extra detailed in, in why they're giving that type of feedback or what they're looking for or asking questions to kind of set the tone and kind of set like the um, their attitude towards how they're providing feedback. And I think as a way to temper it so the students aren't like, wow, this person is attacking my writing. Yeah. They want it to feel encouraging, right? So they really try to build that encouragement in to what they're they're providing in those first initial comments um but then you'll notice that they'll they like will notice that they're starting to develop like this kind of common language with the student as they're writing it they'll say things like you know um this is what i call a dead phrase um or you know like there was one that said um you know i like to when i have to you know make my words sound more professional i like to pretend i'm putting on a tweed jacket with the elbow <laughs> patches right yeah. um and so they're like if i see anywhere else that i think that you can um you know spice up the language or be a little bit more formal or professional in your writing i'm just going to comment tweed jacket <laughs> um and so like periodically they just like they just comment that and and so you could still see them developing that common language, still trying to do some of the moves that you would do in a face-to-face -face classroom in that, in that online space. Um, but even um, the opportunity in the Google Docs where the students can see the comments and then reply to them, 
Um, that's a really neat feature to have in that in that mm -hmm. online space where you're not really meeting face to face because you can still ask questions or ask for clarification or say, okay, I made this change. Can you check it again for me to make sure you know it makes sense um, now that I've done it, right? Um, so it makes it a lot more of a collaborative type of feedback um, in that sense. Um, and maybe it can help set the tone for the face-to-face -face classroom where there is that collaboration still in that in that face-to-face -face format. Yeah, I like that idea that that tweet Jack comment. It yeah, it supports this notion that feedback is kind of relationship building, right? And there's this common language and and it's a way to um it's not separate or isolated from kind of building relationships with students. It's kind of a, it's a part of that process. And that is like that whole kind of back and forth. It's hard to to mimic without being authentic without actually having students writing and giving feedback on your feedback as well. Yeah. That's cool. Um, can, can you talk a little more, bit more about other, you mentioned a couple of takeaways for students. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, what students got out of this whole uh, project? Uh, yeah, so I think honestly, the biggest takeaway that I think uh, that uh, they're getting from this is actually learning to manage the amount of feedback that they're providing. Mm. Uh, because, you know, like I said, they are working with just one student and it's typically one essay at a time. And so it's really easy to just go full force and say, man, is this one student? I can spend 45 minutes really digging into this paper and giving them really excellent feedback and all of this. Um, but when you have a hundred students yeah. and a hundred <laughs> essays to read, you can't really spend 45 minutes on an essay giving feedback, right? Right. And so um, pre-service teachers are really understanding, like, um, especially in their end of uh, project reflections, they're really talking about, you know, I've really learned that um, I spent way too much time on that first essay. Um, you know, I spent 30 minutes. And so I set a goal for myself to try to get to 15 minutes for that next essay. Right. Um, and so I think that was one of the biggest takeaways there was understanding that, like, yeah, you can get really bogged down pretty easily and really wanting to give good detailed feedback. You just don't have the time, nor do you have the energy um, to pursue something like that. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, I think something else that is an important takeaway um, is, you know, again, something about um, context or contextualized grammar instruction, right? Um, because we talk about that a lot as well in in the classroom, so, you know, we kind of tell them when they're doing the revision stages, um, you know, you can give them a little bit more agency and just telling them what the rule is and what to look for, and then giving them the opportunity to, to edit and revise that way. Um, and, and so I think that is one of the biggest takeaways they've seen is like when we take away, because um, we tell them like, don't comment as much on the grammar, right? We want you to focus on ideas, organization, structure, you know, revision, big ideas. And um, because it's the classroom teacher's job, she's already working on grammar instruction in her classroom. She probably has her own way of doing it. They're not really teaching the students that. Um, so we could, we'll say, you know, um, you know, for instance, what are you working on in a classroom? I really want you to pay attention to run on sentences. So like you have free, free reign to work on, help them work on run on sentences. Um, or any, and if you see other grammatical errors, you know, and they're taking away from the meaning of the piece, absolutely comment on it. But we want you to focus on big ideas and not so much on the grammar. 
um, because they're um, in conversations we've had with students, they've they've said that they they tend to lean more towards fixing grammar and spelling and typos and things like that when they give feedback because it's more concrete. There's mm-hmm. rules that surround that, and it and it feels safer because they know the rules and they're easy to to kind of say, okay, you this is how you do it, not this way. Whereas when you're giving comments on ideas, um, it gets a little bit more intimidating because, you know, like we've said before, you're working with real people and real and in and, and their writing. And when you put words onto a page, like that's a piece of you on that page, and we hold that really dearly to ourselves. Um, and so that can be really difficult. Um, so I think that's also something that's important is is understanding that like we can talk about grammar, but we don't have to like really go full force into grammar all of the time when we're when we're providing feedback on their writing. Yeah, I think that's two really good takeaways. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's clear I, that correcting small things with grammar on papers is not an effective way to use your time or to like improve student writing. Right? There are more effective ways to teach grammar outside of this specific paper. Um, and and I think the the issues around grammar correction, I see this, I remember seeing this all the time when I would do peer feedback, right, in, in high school. And that's what high schoolers would point to, um, you know, correcting apostrophes and all that stuff they, and, and periods. And they would jump right to that part because it is concrete. It's harder. It's more challenging to think about the, I, the whole organizational structure of the paper and could you move pieces around and make them effective. Like that's more challenging. But I think that's also more useful and more helpful. So I think it's good to have kind of authentic practice at that. And the other thing on time, do you have, what advice do you give on this? Because this is something I think all teachers struggle with, especially English teachers, because just the amount of papers, but all teachers um, struggle with how to kind of give authentic, real feedback to each individual student and personalize it while also not taking a half hour per paper how do we grade an hour, uh, you know, hundred papers, um, while also giving honest? So, so like, what do what do you tell your students about how to structure their time around feedback? Uh, yeah, so I'm actually really honest with them about my practices and how I work to balance the feedback that I have to provide on all of the papers that they write, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm still teaching classes. I'm still, you know, grading papers and still providing feedback on writing. So I'm really open and honest with how I manage my time. Um, and I think that's really useful for them. Um, you know, I tell them if I have, you know, a class of 25 and I have these three to five page essays that I need to grade, I will say, all right, I'm only going to grade five papers a day. One, because that's the capacity that I have before my brain starts to turn to mush and I can't really provide good feedback. Right. Um, But also um, it makes it so that way I don't one feel rushed to get through a whole bunch in one time and not give good feedback. Um, But it also gives me the opportunity to, to spend a little bit of time with those papers Um, you know, we talk about strategies like, okay, well, why don't you set a timer? You say, we're only going to give 10 minutes to each paper. And you set a timer when a timer goes off, then you move to the next paper. And and then maybe you have to come back to that first one because it took a little bit longer and you need to to finish providing feedback. But then we we talk about different strategies like that. Um, and we also talk about, um, uh, talk about making sure that when 
they're providing feedback that um, they're developing that common language with the students, um, especially when you're actually teaching your students, right? When you have a classroom and you're working face-to-face and you can work with them every day, um, you can start to develop that common language. And so you can start using that language like the tweed jacket comment, right? So maybe if they said that in class, they could just comment tweed jacket, the students would know what that comment meant um, and what they were supposed to do with that. And so that can take back some of the time that it takes to to provide feedback because you're not writing the same thing. Um, You know, we've talked also about like, if you find yourself making similar comments, just have a bank of like a document that has those comments and those explanations and copy and paste them into the the comments, right? Um, Because, you know, like if you say this paragraph is um, should be moved up, you can just copy and paste that from somewhere else, right? Like that's not Mm -hmm. something that necessarily has to be personalized. Um, so yeah, we talk about a, a, a lot of strategies. Um, Francis, our classroom teacher, also um, periodically has zoomed in with the students and had a conversation about her practices and what she does to manage her grading and how she provides feedback. So they also also get her some of her strategies as well. Yeah, that's good. I think yeah, we don't talk enough in teacher preparation about time management because there's never enough time just to get done all the responsibilities you yeah. need to get done. So you got to make tough choices sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I like the timer. And I think that will maybe also, I'm sure that reveals some things about what you're spending your time grading on too. Right. And that probably goes back to the previous discussion about, you know, correcting grammar. Um, and if you spend less time pointing out these minor grammar mistakes, it'll leave you more time to focus in, on other comments. Yeah. In that 10 minutes. Um, so that was for the students. Yes. Eric, what about you? What what has been some takeaways for you about feedback or about partnerships or, or anything else from, from, from doing this project? Uh, so I think, honestly, it's also helped me reflect on my own feedback practices yeah. um, and like actually having conversations with my students about how they perceive the feedback they're given and kind of what they look for in feedback um, has really helped me kind of adjust how I've, I provide my feedback Um, and, and, you know, I've even noticed that I was tending to like really just dig in and comment on students' papers. And we had this conversation. My students were like, Hey, Dr. Bass, have you ever looked at how many comments you've provided on some of our stuff? And I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know what? Actually, um, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, having those conversations has been a nice, uh, takeaway for me. Um, and, you know, working with Francis has been really great uh, because, you know, I've been out of high school teaching for for over 10 years now. Um, uh, and so, like, working directly with a classroom teacher and, like, understanding what she's doing and how she's structuring her curriculum and what she's having students write has really helped keep me grounded in, like, the realities of teaching mm-hmm. and not get too high up in my ivory tower and think, oh, look, I'm reading all of these college students writing this must be exactly what it's like to teach high school too right (laughs) Right. um which is absolutely not so that's also also been really great um and you know just it's also helped me really really you know understand the value of of practical you know field experience work with with pre-service teacher education you know here at, at uni our students do a lot of field work hours in our in our teacher preparation program but they never really get the opportunity to really work with students 
with this length of time for an entire semester on just their writing or like actually get to provide feedback on their writing. Um, you know, they do a week long field experience where they sometimes do get to sit down to students and have writing conferences, but it's only for that one week. And then they never get to talk to those students again. Um, and so I think, you know, just really understanding what's that our pre-service teachers are looking for working with students and they really want to get out there and know what it's like. They don't want to just sit in a classroom and talk about hypothetical situations. And so that's kind of really kind of reinforced that for me. Oh, yeah, it's such a great point because, yeah, I, I work at Mercer University and, and we do a lot of fieldwork here, too. And then I'm, I'm always thinking about how to make fieldwork more effective because it does seem like, okay, when they're a, a, a freshman, sophomore, and junior, they're doing a ton of observations, right? Yeah. Journal yeah. And just kind of watching. Yeah. And then senior year, they're in the classroom. They're they're leading the classroom. And so finding more opportunities, right, in that middle ground to have them do teacher things within their, their field placements and specifically t- teacher things that are hard. And I think this identifies a challenge for, for teachers across the board of giving feedback. And it makes, yeah, that field work more, more relevant as they're yeah. with the students on their writing. Yeah. I like that. Um, you, you write in your article, I, I noted this, this statement that how students were moving away from correcting and praising and moving towards encouraging and questioning. Um, and yeah. I love that. I was wondering if you could kind of unpack that a little bit. What is, when giving feedback, what is encouraging and questioning look like? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's been a really interesting kind of shift we've noticed in the feedback that they've provided because, you know, what we call encouraging is, is it's kind of feedback where you say, you know, you might think about how you've structured this sentence, right? It's a little wordy. You might think about, you know, maybe splitting it into two sentences or maybe um, adding some punctuation here or or rewording it for clarity, right? So it, it's written in a way that kind of encourages the student to make the change and kind of puts the agency back on the writer as opposed to like, you need to do this. This is wrong. Here's how you fix it, right? Um, and then with that questioning part, it's that same kind of encouragement concept Um, where they say, you know, I really encourage you to add a little bit more detail here. What did this smell like? What did it taste like? What did you see, right? And and so they'll start asking questions to help fuel the writers kind of, um, or, you know, kind of get the juices flowing for the writer to think about how they, what details they could add that would enhance that for the reader. Yeah, I like that. Um, Because you're right. And going back to our discussion about grammar, not not to... Not, not, not to keep on going back there, but that's very much like it's not encouraging for the for the for the for the writer, and it's very much pointing out all kind of the flaws in the writing. I turn it in if I get a paper back just with all my corrected grammar, like that that doesn't do much for me as opposed right. to um, encouraging and keeping the making sure it's clear like this is the student work, right? And yeah. how can the student improve the writing? Not here's what the student did wrong. But listen, here's your writing, and what can we do to 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 make that writing better? A- agency is a really good word, right? It keeps the the um, the agency with with the student and still re- remains their writing. Um, and there is something I think when students feel good about their writing and confident in their writing and feel like they're not just going to be judged with a bunch of red marks, but they're they're like in control here. There's something kind of empowering, right, about yeah, about students and their writing and. 
And writing is just such an empowered thing in itself, right? To be able to 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 take your opinions, to take your voice and put it on a, on page for other people to read. Um, it just seems <laughs> seems natural that we should want to find ways to encourage that, right? And not yeah, absolutely. Those things. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, as so, um, if if you were to talk to to teachers in the middle school and high school setting, um, what advice? I know we talked touched on a lot of stuff here. What advice though would you give to them in terms of giving feedback to to their students? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I think I would my biggest piece would be to just remember that um, that everybody is is a writer and everybody has the capability to get their ideas out on the page, right? Um, and so when you're providing feedback that remember that this is a person that you that you're that you're providing feedback with and that they do have capabilities, you know, kind of to your point where you said it's not about looking for the flaws in their writing. It's, it's looking for the good things and helping them make those good things better. Um, and so I think that would be the biggest piece of advice is like approaching student writing through the lens of make of of growth and opportunity instead of of deficits and flaws mm, i like that um and i'm sorry i'm going a little bit off my outline i sent you and maybe a little bit even off your paper i'm sorry but i just i'm curious here as someone who kind of teaches writing and works with students to provide feedback what are your thoughts on on rubrics and how rubrics for writing um play, play into this uh, yeah, so we do have some conversations in our class that's about rubrics. Um, I'm I'm not a rubric person myself, um, but it's not to say that I don't think rubrics have their value, right? Um, and so what we talk about in 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 our in our teacher preparation program is that, you know, um, feedback can be used for evaluation purposes, um, but not necessarily feedback purposes, um, because. You know, unless you have a good a rubric that kind of lets the writer know and you've had a conversation with your students about what that means and how they place on that, that could still be a valuable form of feedback. Um, but, you know, I, I philosophically think that when you're providing feedback on students writing, at least on the first draft, you should just give feedback on the writing and not necessarily focus on a rubric. Um, but that rubrics do have their value and their place. And I think, you know, a lot of our pre-service teachers um, kind of lean on rubrics, especially in their first couple years of teaching as they're starting to, to kind of understand what their expectations of student writing are, um, because it is something that is a little bit more, a little bit more concrete and a little bit more objective than a, a holistic kind of grading where you're looking at the piece of as a whole, um, and um, so you can, it's easy to say, look, this is a good thesis statement. You get a five on this thesis statement, yeah. right? Um, but when you're looking at the whole as a whole, um, so we want to, we, we, we try to help them find that balance and what works for them. Are they a holistic kind of grader? Are they an analytic kind of grader where rubrics are going to play a deeper role? Um, and so we have a lot of conversations like for, about that. But yeah, me philosophically, not a rubric person, but I do, I do see their value. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I I hear you on. I'm sure the assignment matters. That type of writing assignment matters. I hear you on like the first draft because it does seem weird to like, give a score even on a first yeah. draft when the whole goal is to, um, is just to kind of get you to to. That's not the final product, right? It's it's by yeah. definition a, a a work in progress. So, um, yeah, I'm just I was I was curious about that because I know there's kind of two sides of it, and I think especially with when te when 
I'm working with future teachers on generic writing samples. There's something easier about bringing in a rubric to say, okay, where would you score this on all the rubrics? Right. And I think that becomes a little more challenging. And this goes back to the, I think the value of working with, with, with students. Um, it, it's a little more difficult to use that rubric when you're working with actual real students writing who are on this ongoing process and have their own kind of individual things they're working on. The rubric feels maybe a little less helpful when you get into the personalized feedback side of things. Um, yeah. So, all right. Just curious about that. So this is for, for, for you, Erica, this is an ongoing project Like you, you're still do, do, doing this or, or is this come to an end? Um, yeah, it's absolutely still ongoing. Uh, so I'm currently working, uh, should be meeting with Frances here probably at the beginning of August to kind of discuss what her writing assignments are for this semester and kind of figure out what our partnership is going to look like. Um, and so we've been doing it now. This will be our fourth year doing it, I believe, uh, with the partnership. So, um, and there's been in different iterations, you know, every year, every semester, the, the assignments kind of shift a little bit because, you know, Francis revises her curriculum and revises her teaching that like any effective teacher would. Um, and, and so we are kind of like, uh, I think I might've mentioned this before that we're, we're working on trying to get Francis's English classes scheduled at the same time as oh. our teaching of writing class. Oh, so cool. we can have opportunities to do some face-to-face -face meetings. Um, and, you know, that's, that's some logistics working with, with the local high school and then also the person who does the scheduling at the university to kind of get all of those, all of those things in line. But we're hoping that it's something that we can keep on, um, can, we can get going so they can start getting that face-to-face -face interaction and maybe meeting like in the classroom once or twice in the semester so they can actually start building some of those relationships they felt like they were missing. Yeah, that's really cool. I like this a lot. I'm going to, Erica, probably try to steal that. this in my own teaching. Have you heard, have you got any feedback at all from Francis's stu students on how it's from the student perspective, how it's been having another person comment on their writing? Um, yeah, so we have a little bit of data on that. We haven't really started to dig into it too much yet. Um, but I know just this past year, um, Francis has started to... Uh, have her students do a survey after they get the feedback from their uh -huh. from their pre-service teacher and kind of talk about what worked, what didn't. Um, and so we're, we're starting to collect some of that data, but we haven't really started to dig into it quite yet. Um, but yeah, but, but they yeah. ha has been useful in having conversations in the classroom um, about how the students are perceiving their feedback and what they can do to kind of manage expectations and, 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 and adjust. To kind yeah. of yeah. find that equilibrium there. Yeah, I'd be curious here. I mean, I would imagine that they would appreciate a, a new voice on their on their writing, and I'm sure they can get more um, more personalized feedback with a student who's working solely with with their paper. But then I don't know if that at some point did the students get frustrated. This is too much feedback. Leave me alone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to dig into that data and see if if uh, if they find it overwhelming or if they find it actually more useful. Um, and I think it's really helpful too that um, Francis kind of holds back on comment, providing her feedback until they've worked with the pre-service teacher. Um, okay. So they so they do that that round of feedback and then Francis provides her feedback um, in a different way. And so it's not necessarily all on one document. Um, at the exact same time. Yeah, because I wonder too if, I like, that. I think sometimes 
students write for that teacher, right? Like they they kind of you learn what teachers like, the expectations of teachers, and then when they're thrown um, someone else, does that change how they write when they know someone else is looking at it before before their teacher? That's another interesting dynamic as well. Um, all right. So if are you on social media or anything? Is there a place where people can get updates or follow your your work? Um, yeah, so uh, I pretty much just use my my Google Scholar page. Um, that gets updated pretty frequently. And I also have a academia.edu page that I update periodically. It doesn't get updated as frequently as my Google Scholar. Okay. Um, but I don't really use um, any social media for, um, for, for research or professional purposes. Those are kind of the best places to follow my work. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, I follow a bunch of authors on Google Scholar. I think it's great to see, you can get updates when their work's cited or when they publish their own work. I think that's um, a good way to, to follow them. Well, Erica Bass, thank you for spending some time. Uh, thank you for talking about your work. I'm, I'm a big fan of your work and I'm going to steal some of the stuff. I think it's good stuff. Yeah, steal away, steal away. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad that you're excited about it. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me. I loved uh, having a conversation about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah.